Hi, I'm Doug. And I'm David. And we are Beyond Hungry. David, what are we going to talk about today? Doug, let's talk about our pizza challenge. Let's talk about all <laughs> the pizzas we made that we devoured over one weekend. Yes. Oh, man. That was uh, it was both like a really good idea and I think also kind of re- a really bad idea. I don't think I've I haven't eaten that much consecutive pizza since since like freshman year of college when I just like could <laughs> eat all the pizza I wanted because it was there every day. I mean, how did this come up? I, I can't remember why we decided to do this, but was it you? Pie was day. it me? Oh, it was, it was Pi Day. That's right. You it mentioned Pi Day. You're like, That's hey, it's right. Pi Day this day. weekend. What if we made some yeah. like pizza? Yeah, Pi Day being what it was March March fourteenth, right? Because three dot one four, yeah, mm-hmm. um, which uh, can be interpreted multiple ways. It is not National Pizza Day, nor is it National like Pi Day. I don't think, mm-hmm. um, but it's just Pi Day. You know, uh, I I can't name anything beyond three dot one four. I I can't remember. I, some people know it like really well, know it out to like a lot of uh-huh. you know numerals yeah. or decimal places or whatever. I can't do it. Can you? I cannot. Okay, yeah. So we're 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 math dummies here. Um, <laughs> just in case <laughs> anyone didn't know that already. But yeah, March fourteenth. It can be uh, pizza, or it can be like a pie, like an apple pie, or a blueberry, or a cherry, or whatever, or anything like that. What about shepherd's pie? You know, I hadn't thought about that, but I figured with like you know because uh, St. Patrick's Day is just like. A little bit around the corner mm-hmm. i think people would save it for that but like you know i wouldn't object to it That's but true. i think we decided on pizza because i don't know pizza's fun uh pizza's also difficult i think you know the challenge is definitely there but yeah i, I you're right it was it was me i wanted to celebrate pie day and this is the, my first ever time ever doing that i don't know I, I i don't get into superfluous kind of like fake holidays but um <laughs> but you know this is like we're still in quarantine-ish a little bit. We still don't get to go out and do fun stuff. So I don't know. I just, I just needed something to kind of pick me up out of this, like almost, almost springtime, but still very wintry seasonal depression era. That's true. Yes. You have the season changes where like you get some sunny days and then you get those cloudy rainy days and you get random snow. Yeah. Which is the worst. The the worst. So is this your first time making homemade pizza or like, I, I I feel like you've made homemade pizza before yes i have made um it's it's not one of the so like there are a couple of of dishes that i can make pretty that i make pretty regularly like a burger i've been trying to perfect that for a very long time and so i've gotten very good at that and i Mm -hmm. make that like maybe at least once a month pizza probably a little bit less often um but i've been i've been trying to make homemade pizza for a while now and um so this is this is not my first rodeo um, but I, I definitely tried to push the boundaries a little bit here and there mm-hmm. from what I'm like normally used to. So what about you? Do you, do you make a lot of pizzas? Um, this was my first time making pizza dough from scratch. Usually oh, really? what we do is we'll buy like, um, like just like the pizza already, like either the pizza dough already made or the pizza crust already made. And we would just top it with like our pizza sauce and yeah. cheese and stuff like that. But it was my first time making the dough, letting it sit for a day. I wish I would have done two days. Cause I heard that's like the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, was, I was surprised of how easy it was and yeah. it was pretty fun. All right. So, uh, I, I want to rewind a little bit, David. So you, you miss mentioned like before you, you normally just buy pre-made pizza dough. What are we talking about? Are we talking about like the Pillsbury frozen, like pizza dough? Are we talking about like Bobo Lee? Are we talking about, or you are like at the grocery store? Sometimes some of the nicer grocery stores will have like, like the, the kind of balls of, of pre-made pizza dough, uh, that you can buy that has been freshly made by someone there at some mm-hmm. point, like a couple of days ago. And then you can just pick that up and work with it. What are we talking about here? Um, so for pizza dough, I think one of my first experiences was like at Trader Joe's where they have like that herb pizza dough. That's already like just oh, a yeah. ball. You can like roll it out. Yeah. And then Fresh Time had this fire grilled pizza dough that's like already baked and it had like grill marks mm-hmm. and like it was like kind of char and smoky. And then occasionally, like either Whole Foods or some other stores, just have like those already their their crust without toppings already baked. Right. So you just top it and pop it in the oven. So yeah, that's that's the only experience I have as far as making pizza. Yeah. And so, like, what's your what's your 
What's your initial like thought on like the pre-baked versus the pre-made pizza dough at the grocery store and, and, and making it yourself? What are your initial impressions? I think now making it myself and to my listeners, at least try it. It is very easy. It's kind of fun. You just got to think of the first time I, and this is a part of my Instagram, the Instagram stories were like, I didn't think about transferring it first. So like I <laughs> rolled it out. I didn't like roll out, you know, I made it out and then like put the toppings and then I'm like, Oh my God, it's still stretchy and gooey. There's no way to transfer this to the oven. I totally <laughs> forgot to make this on something. Oh, so it turned yeah, into a yeah. calzone while I tried to like. Oh, that's right. Finagle my way to the oven. Yeah. But I have to get that uh, process down. And then what I did was like, when I said stretch it out, I baked it a little bit just to make it a little bit mm-hmm. more firm. Mm-hmm. But I honestly prefer to make pizza now than buying any of that in the store or even ordering delivery. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, that that's a pretty strong endorsement of making it yourself, which, yeah. yeah. And play with ingredients. I discovered like there's, there's one, like usually I like just traditional pizza with like a red sauce. And I tried mm-hmm. it with one with just like a garlic butter with olive oil and then mm-hmm. some goat cheese, onions, and um, mozzarella cheese and a little bit of honey. That was like my mm-hmm. favorite. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you I mean, right out of the gate, I think you tried some some really interesting options, uh, which I was I was really, really impressed by. There were some definitely we were looking at your pizzas and we're like, oh, man, I should have I should have done that. I should have tried that. There was definitely some like jealousy going on. There. <laughs> some some what, not order regret, but but something, you know, whatever the the home baked version of that is. And I guess take all the credit because because uh, Megan was like, let's try this like. I yeah. love purple onion because I, I feel like it has really strong flavor mm-hmm. that comes through. But she she put she uh, talked about like these little you know white pearl onions, mm, and they're yeah. just they're just amazing because if you do have like this like hard crust and you take a bite of the, the pearl onion, you get that like super moisture, mm. juicy like sweet contrast. Yeah. yeah, I have never thought about putting pearl onions on a pizza. Usually, I see them in like. I don't know. I don't see them very often, to be honest, because like I feel like they would be like hard to work with because like I would think like you'd have to peel each one and it might be a pain. But like and then I see them sometimes in like cans of beef stew. Sometimes you'll mm-hmm. see like pearl onions in those. Um, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just use regular onions. But like I think on a pizza, it just like looks really pretty. And it's like it's this like self-contained thing that just sort of like does its thing in the oven. And I, it's it's a very attractive idea. So. So yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your pizzas. So wait, first of all, what was the flavor of your your first um, pizza that turned into a calzone? What was that one? That one, I think I also tried to overstuff it. So that was like what we when I normally like my pizza, just like you know, red and green bell peppers, mm-hmm. onion, mushrooms, and then I added some like chicken sausage. Oh, nice! Like okay. rosemary, garlic, chicken sausage, and and like fresh basil. Nice. Um, so that that was that was pretty good, really hefty. And then I bought way too many ingredients for as many pizzas <laughs> that, that I had. So yeah. But then I made a mushroom pizza. So it was like oyster mushrooms, white mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, and nice. I really do enjoy the mushroom ones because each one, like I think, adding it to the pizza of it and getting some char on them, they're they're all different textures. And I guess mm-hmm. it wasn't when you have just those ingredients in it, kind of like pay more attention to them and their flavors. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about I you? Mean, did you I, I mean, I mean, I'll say that, like, I've been making my own dough for a while and I work off of a recipe that I bought. There was some like, I don't know, I, I don't remember just impulsively. I wanted to try making pizza dough myself because mm-hmm. before I'd done the same thing. I didn't go to I didn't do like the like the pre-bakes or anything like that. But I would buy dough from um, a local market, gateway market for anyone who's in Des Moines knows them. They have their kind of like dough balls that you can buy that they make relatively fresh. And, you know, I would go there and I would go on a little shopping trip. Like, all right, hey, let's make pizza. Like, that's a fun thing that, you mm-hmm. know, I could do with my friends. And we'd, we'd buy some dough and then we'd buy a bunch of ingredients. So they would have like, you know, pre-cooked sausage there or they'd have like little like, 
deli containers of pepperoni and then you could buy like mozzarella from there and then you could buy their pizza sauce and like it's so funny because like you can go to Little Caesars and buy like a pizza for like seven dollars right 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 right. and then you go you try to make it yourself (laughs) and it ends up costing like fifty dollars and you have all these like leftover ingredients Mm -hmm. that you have to try and use which is like not not a bad thing I mean I'm not saying that's a bad thing but it's just it's just funny that like making your own pizza is often way more expensive than just like buying it from Domino's or Pizza Hut or anything like that. Even if you buy from a nice pizza place, like it's the, the cost is, is you're still end up spending more oftentimes doing it yourself unless you do a couple of other things. So like obviously making my own dough is a good way to save some money. Cause like flour and water is like really, really cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to buying some pre-made dough, even if it's freshly made from a grocery store. Um, so I would always do that. And and I I also don't do like a, a very, I would say, like traditional restaurant style pizza. I do a little bit of hackery as well. So like I, I will pre-cook my crust because I think with a regular oven, you know, not having, I, I don't have like a pizza stone or a pizza steel. I mean, someday I want to try doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of that. And so like, and I don't have a pizza peel either, and I don't want to develop the skills yet to actually make that work and make the pizza on there and then, you know, accidentally shove my pizza into a giant wrinkled mess in the back of my oven. Um, <laughs> that's just terrifying to me. Uh, someday I'll try it, but but this is not the year for that. Um, but I will pre-bake my crust, so I'll put it on like a sheet pan or something and, you know, with oil, and then I'll just throw it under the broiler and then just, like, watch very intensely as, like, it bubbles up and browns and then do a flip and maybe I'll brush it with olive oil or something. But I'll pre-cook it so that, you know, it has a chance of, like, being kind of crispy once you put the toppings on it, mm-hmm. you know, once it goes to the second bake with all the toppings on it. But, um, but yeah, I made, for people who are following our story, and you can still see the stories on our Instagram at wearebeyondhungry, um, some people made some suggestions and there was a suggestion for prosciutto and, and melon. Uh, there was also, uh, like a prosciutto and some other, there was, there were, there were a couple of prosciutto suggestions. So I wanted to do something with that. And I, it's not melon season here. I can't find cantaloupes. So I, I went with pears. I had some pears lying around mm. from a misfits order that I had, I just gotten. Um, and so I thought like, Hey, that sounds good. I can, I can dig that. And so I just very finely diced up these these pears. So they were like, I don't know, almost like, you know, like three or four millimeters per side. Um, and then paired that with a prosciutto and then did a white. Well, not a white. I, I wanted to try and make a white sauce, but I ran out of time. So I just did an olive oil and salt. Um, and like that turned out really nicely uh, doing the pears and having the prosciutto on there. Because like the pears, because they were so small, um, ended up browning a little bit, hmm. which was kind of nice. And it was just, it was nice to have a, a sweet pizza that that wasn't, the sweetness wasn't from the tomatoes. Um, and to have that fat from the prosciutto kind of melting into it. Um, yeah, and it was good. And uh, I, I think the other nice thing that I did, oftentimes I'll rely on like pre-shredded cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time I was like, I'm just going to shred my own cheese. Cause like I, I've just been noticing a lot of, like bagged shred cheese just melts like crap. Mm. I don't know if you get this sometimes, but like you'll buy a bag of shredded cheese and you'll try to melt it. And like it melts, but it doesn't melt together. Like all the cheese strands have, are still like separated. So, so uh, I think I actually learned this from either David Chang or, or someone that like usually pre shredded cheese. If you look at it, it has like a powder coating. Yeah. So it doesn't yeah. stick. Right. So when you like then, melt together, it doesn't stick together. But there's some, so I've, every time I shot for shredded cheese, I look for which ones that don't have it. Right. And yeah. that's what I ended up buying. Like either organic. Yeah. Um, doesn't have that powder coating. It's like a preservative, but also helps it oh, prevents no. it from sticking from each other. Yeah. And I like, I want a good melt. I want it to like mm-hmm. form into a pool of molten cheese and mix around with the sauce or the oil beneath it. And so like, I very much like the idea, like, and I just bought some low moisture mozzarella and shredded it up. Is it kind of a pain in the ass? Yes. But like, but I got the melt that I want out of the cheese, which was great. Um, the other pizza I did, uh, I got, we got an, <laughs> We'll talk about this one later. We got a suggestion for birria, for birria taco pizza, which uh, we'll we'll talk about then later. Oh, and sorry, sorry. The one thing I, I forgot to mention was that the prosciutto pizza also had arugula on it, uh, which I really really liked. Arugula and some basil. Um, 
The next pizza I made was a uh, mushroom artichoke and andua uh, mm. pizza. Uh, that one was a red sauce pizza, and that was nice. Um, I I like nice mushrooms. Like you made a mushroom pizza as well. I find I found this like box of my takes, and I, I those mm. are I think like my favorite mushroom on pizzas. Uh, it's not super common, but like they just have such a really interesting like texture to them. Um, and they soak up flavor like a lot of mushrooms do. And I, I just wanted like a mushroom pizza. Uh, and then I, I love, do you, do you like andua or do you, do you get that much? I like andua, a, a sausage. I love it. Megan no, actually no, enjoys it. No, it's, um, it's like, um, anduha is, I mean, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right. Um, it, I, it's, uh, it's like prosciutto, like the leavings of prosciutto. So if you have like, if you make prosciutto, sometimes you'll have like these off bits that like don't end up like being like sliceable or you just have these like extra ends odds and ends and so like you can mash that into a paste with with some like chilies and and other things and it ends up being this paste that's just this like meat paste Mm. which i know it doesn't sound very attractive but like i i really like this as an ingredient because like i think it adds a lot of like flavor of prosciutto in things um but then you can like you can kind of melt it in oil or or in this case like i just put little dots of it around and it's pre-cooked of course or it's it's like you don't you don't have to cook it you can eat it raw but like in this case i put little dots of it with these like canned artichokes uh and these maitake mushrooms and they just like they crisp up really nicely they get a nice little crust so it's like a almost like a, a very soft like pepperoni almost um but so, like so it's you know enduha right it enduha so like n-d-u-j-a J-A. okay yeah i thought you said like yeah. n like almost like andouille. I was like, oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like andouille sausage as well. Um, but, um, but that, yeah, that was the second pizza. And then um, I did make a couple other pizzas. Like I did make just like a general super, like a regular like supreme. Like, oh, look, like mm-hmm. let's get some pepperonis and some some onions and some mushrooms and some some green bell peppers and and throw that on there. Um, and honestly, like. I mean, I, I love myself a Supreme pizza or like whatever you want to call it, like the works or, or, yeah. or whatever, you know, pizza chain wants to come up with that. Um, but like, honestly, for this round of batch of pizzas that I made, that was my least favorite one. I totally agree for, so I think that's what I made too. And I was like, man, it was these other flavors that you really don't get to taste are so much better. Yeah. I also put yeah. a lot of garlic, a lot of garlic on my pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. Garlic, garlic is good. I, lo- I love it. It's just, it's interesting to like. I don't know. Now that I've been making pizzas for a while at home, like definitely approaching like we talked about this with with our tortilla like wrap thing or just like making burritos and how we like overstuff them. Mm-hmm. And like definitely in the beginning, I had a tendency to overtop my pizzas. So then they would end up just being they would break the crust or they would just like get so they, be, they would just be so much on top of that that the crust couldn't cook well or mm-hmm. would get soggy. And I don't know if you ran into that problem yourself or how, how hot is your oven when you when you were baking these i go um i go straight up to 500 okay same um yeah i i broil the crust to like get that crisped up and then i go as high as i can go and um i mean i think if you have like a pizza stone or a pizza steel you're supposed to like max it out and keep that in there for like an hour um which so that you have that hot surface that like you know gets the crust in really good condition and yeah we, really we have nicely. a pizza stone and we love it yeah yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think you had some very nice crusts out there because of that. So yeah, I, I'll I recommend them. a pizza, like pizza stone, especially if, yeah. even if you have like reheating any kind of bread or like leftover pizza, or even if you have like a frozen pizza, mm-hmm. it, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Cause that yeah, crunch. No. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I, I thankfully had some pretty good crusts here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, like back to the dough. It's just like a recipe that I bought from like a a pizza book that it was like an ebook that someone was selling, mm. and it was the first time like I made pizza dough and I followed the instructions and it was. I I think like with any kind of baking, there's this idea that people have in their heads from like watching like movies or watching TV shows of like what pizza dough is supposed to be like at different stages and like the they really only see like the end stage of it being in those like perfect kind of like spheres or, mm-hmm. or, or bundles and then um and then that's what they think their pizza dough is supposed to be like and then i went through this recipe and then the first couple times i i made the dough i was like terrified 
because like it didn't look the way pizza dough was supposed to look, mm-hmm. but then like you age it and then it like, Oh, that's, that's the stuff that they like throw and then, you know, in the air and can turn a pizza out on like, and it just like, it takes age, but like it was super wet looking when I first tried mm-hmm. it. And, and, and of course there are many, many, many different kinds of pizza dough. Um, and they're, 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 so many different ways that you can do it, so many different styles. And so this is just, I don't know, one one style that I tried that where I could get like a good stretch out of it. Um but yeah. Did you have did you have trouble stretching your dough? Like how did how did you do the the big fancy pizza? Did you did you try throwing it? I have not I did not try throwing it. Um <laughs> I tried rolling it at first, but I mm-hmm. created like tears. So mm. then the next one was kind of like just holding one end and it was like super stretchy. Like it was like, mm. like drooping pretty quickly. So you have to keep turning it and to try to make it into like a, a circle. Yeah. And then it always turned into like a rectangle. And then the last <laughs> one, yeah. once I like getting the a hang of it, I started mm-hmm. with like stretching it a little bit and then putting like my fist in the middle and kind of doing like you see in the movies oh, yeah. and stretching it like that way. Yeah. And that was probably the best way. Okay. Yeah. That was like yeah. also like the most relaxing one with like the less mm. stress of it, like overstretching and ripping and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I think the recipe I followed my, one of my, I asked one of my, I told one of my friends of this, this challenge I was doing and he's a huge pizza guy. Like <laughs> he can break down pizza and he has his favorite spots and he's like huge. Like he's going to get a tattoo of a pizza soon. <laughs> um, so he like recommended this recipe and then, it was just like, you know, just using basic flour, water, a little bit of olive oil and like rising yeast. And then, then the last ones, I just threw in some bread flour that I had. Like mm-hmm. I put in instead of like I changed one cup of flour, regular flour for bread flour. And mm-hmm. those were pretty amazing. Like just eating that bread on its mm-hmm. own was was good enough. Yeah, the bread flour can like I think it just adds more protein, which I think helps with the gluten development mm-hmm. ideally. Um, I actually had like a weird issue with my dough where I ran out of AP flour. <laughs> it was a mix of bread flour and AP flour, and I actually somehow ran out of AP flour, so I had to mix in some wheat. So the dough came out quite a bit differently this time, hmm. and it had like a slightly different color than what I normally get. Um, and it was very, um, it was it was a little fragile, and so like I I didn't even try doing the normal thing. I just like stretched it on like the pan, the kind of sheet mm-hmm. pan that I used, and kind of got that stretched out that way and even then I still got some tears but like but there have been times when I when I've gotten everything right when I have I have tried doing like the the pizza throwing thing I'm like eh I'm okay at it I'm I'm not great and I've definitely like <laughs> I've definitely dropped <laughs> dropped a couple thankfully not on the floor like on the cutting board beneath me and like halfway on the counter and had to go and repair it but it's I don't know like I it would be something that I would love to get better at but I know that I need like consistent like weekly or daily practice at which mm-hmm. is would not be good for my health <laughs> i definitely have a that more risk like a developed respect for a pizza makers oh yeah and yeah. b the people who like do the dough throwing competitions oh yeah yeah it's 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 tough i, I think it's about like it's a lot of skill also having the right dough mm-hmm. and um i mean i I, I will say like the the pizza throwing competitions because I I feel like this was like something on the Food Network like a decade ago when they would have like competitive pizza dough throwing and it was like it was almost like the gymnastics at the Olympics or like figure skating and they would have like people just doing tricks I'm like I, they're not making pizza anymore so I I don't care that's true <laughs> like, this is this is just like I, it's impressive yes but like at that point like. It no longer has anything to do with making good pizza. So I was like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think this was a fun challenge. This like really got me to explore uh, definitely that like rank your pizzas for me. What what, what was your, your top to bottom? My top pizza would be the white pizza, which is like um, so I bake, bake the, the, the crust with a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of salt. And then once it was like firm enough, I topped it with some more olive oil, some garlic butter, some garlic, just like minced garlic from the can and just sprinkled it throughout some chunks, mm-hmm. white pearl onions, goat cheese. I put a sprinkled in some mushroom and then I tore some basil, 
then topped it off with just a little bit of mozzarella. And once it was done in the oven, I just sprinkled some honey on top. Oh, nice. Okay, that was your number one. That was what my was, number what was number two? Number two, I would say, was my mushroom pizza with, like, you know, oyster, shiitake, um, white mushrooms, regular pizza sauce, basil, garlic, and a little bit of purple onion, and then shredded mozzarella. Just simple. I think once you have, like, yeah. a lot of ingredients, like, when I had, like, the sausage in there... And then everything else is just somewhat too much or either mm-hmm. like too acidic. Yeah. So definitely had some bads. But those, those are my favorite. They're light. There was, I think, I wish I would have made one of the white pizza. I think Megan and I fought over like the last slices <laughs> for that. So definitely, definitely a win. Yeah, no, it's 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 crazy. Like, and, and, and like, I'm also someone, I, I love a good red sauce pizza. I, lo- I love making red sauce. Um, but then, yeah, it. For me, it was the same thing. Like the the just olive oil, you know, sauce uh, with with mozzarella, um, the pear, the 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 anjou pear and prosciutto and arugula. Like that was my favorite. That it, mm. it, I feel like pizza is also one of those foods that definitely, you know, taking a more pared down minimalist approach. I think really really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny just cause like, I feel like American pizza is so maximalist. Oh um, yes. Yeah. And then definitely second was my mushroom artichoke and, and, and do a, uh, pizza, uh, with red sauce, you know, that, that one was really good. It was really solid. And then just like both those pizzas, like wiped the floor with my like Supreme pizza that like I normally like love. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just like, I don't know what I've been doing all this time. Like, I don't know why <laughs> I like that anymore. Like, do I even like that anymore? And so, like, I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I look, it's still good, but I'm just, it's not, I, I'm happy that I found that there, there is a level above that. I, I have to say, like, the one thing, did, okay, was there a pizza, you, you mentioned there was a pizza that you wanted to make. So there's one, you didn't so get to? I wanted to make a prosciutto pizza, but the, I wanted, I couldn't find figs. Ah, okay. You were going to do prosciutto and figs. Yes. Okay, which I've had nice. before. And that's just yeah. something I really like, but I couldn't find figs. Yeah. And I didn't want to use like dried figs or you can mm-hmm. use dates, but I was like, oh, I just wanted a fresh, something fresh, kind of yeah. like your pear. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that would have been nice. And, it, and what's nice is, is like, I don't know, but like both, because, like one of the, like the things I'm, I'm proudest of being in Iowa is that we do have really good strangely enough really good prosciutto mm-hmm. and because of that we have like good endua because uh, of the um uh what's it called la quercia is produced in norwalk iowa and and they you know they do a really good job with they it. do it's, they it's do. not from italy but it's seriously very 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 good their prosciutto americano is really nice and it's just pork and salt and thyme <laughs> and it's it's lovely and they, they make an incredible product that uh i i i love and um and so like yeah just those flavors are really good um i wanted to make a pizza that was i actually if i had more time i wanted to do a or more dough i guess to to spare i would have done just a plain cheese because mm. i feel like that is like how good is that just the plain like cheese pizza with red sauce that's a really good indicator of like how good is your crust how good is your sauce uh, how well did you make it um and like i was i think i was too scared to do that though because because i was you know like <laughs> toppings sometimes are are almost like kind of a way to hide behind some of that stuff yes. so um and so i didn't, I didn't want to like ruin ruin my day with that but maybe <laughs> but also i wanted to do that because i i i am very much the sort of person who has finally gotten into like I will order a plain cheese pizza and I will crack open uh, a tin of anchovies and I will put an anchovy on the slice. I don't think I I've ever that. had anchovies. You've never pizza. done that? No. Yeah. Yeah. I blame the Ninja Turtles. They like <laughs> ruined anchovies for everyone. Um, and they are amazing, uh, especially on pizza. I, I think it was when I, when I was in New York one time, you know, at work, they ordered pizzas and you know, my, my, my boss ordered the anchovies, like anchovies, like, it's like, yeah, like just try it. It's really good. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, that's really good. Like, I, and I don't even know why I question it because, like, I even as a kid, like, I liked anchovies. They're they're salty. They're fatty. They're they're fishy. They're they're just like so much flavor packed into like a tiny bite. And I I, mm-hmm. I wanted to get a cheese pizza, make that, and then crack up in a can of anchovies and put one on each slice and and have at it. It's not everyone's you know cup of tea. We'll have to try that. Well, one of my favorite places to get pizza, my favorite pizza from them is just a margarita pizza. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like the plain cheese or, or any kind of like, you know, anything that's as simple as that, like it's really about the ingredients and technique and there's there's really nothing to hide behind. Mm-hmm. So like, and I think that can be super, super, super satisfying. Um, yeah, I think they was, put garlic yeah. on there as so well. You can like see like the little, little plops of garlic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we were putting out kind of, asking for suggestions and as i kind of mentioned before someone suggested that we make a birria pizza um <laughs> i i deflected i was like no i'm not gonna make a birria pizza because i've never made birria before um have you made birria before uh once once okay can you, can you tell us what birria like i think also that like my perception of what birria is is like birria tacos but i know it's like i feel like it, i think it's more than that birria is its own thing and then got co-opted into a taco thing as well it's you know how do I put it? Because the thing is, like, there's there's so many different ones. There's ones that get made into like a stew that's like it's cooked right. in like a, a broth, and that's oh, nice. like marinates it, and it and it's not and it's not like in a broth where they have to like pull it from a broth and stuff like that. But it has like the chili paste and the sauce. Right. So I've made it once. It takes forever. <laughs> the right way, you know. Um, and there's people who do really good things. So like I. And the thing about birria, so to put it on a pizza, I'll be interested to see someone who does it or even try it myself. But it's like there's a lot of work and labor that goes into making it that you're like, <laughs> why would I just throw this on a pizza? Like, yeah. Right. So, so I don't know. I, I guess like I wonder what my parents would say and be like, why would you, why would you put that on a pizza? I can see yeah. like I'm kind of intrigued of like, yeah, because the bread itself, right, is kind of like a version of tortilla. You can. Yeah. Like, do you put like a sauce, like a base for that? I'm just curious. I, I mean, the way I interpret it, once again, because my exposure to birria is is birria tacos, like the very mm-hmm. popular conception of birria. Because like, I feel like that's taken off, and all I see are like, you know, really well fried tacos with some sort of meat inside. You see people like take the taco and then they dip it in like a stew or a broth of some sort, almost like a dipped sandwich, and then you eat, take a bite. And so like. Once again, like this is why I didn't want to take it on because like I really I was pretty quickly like I know nothing about this. <laughs> <laughs> like I would need to do a lot more research before I attempted this. But I, I think in my head, birria ta- birria taco pizza would have been like a pizza with some cheese, maybe some meat on it, and maybe some like you know Mexican inspired toppings. But I would try to probably try to keep it pretty minimal. But then I would also make like the stew. And then I would take a slice of pizza, I would fold it, and I would dip it in the stew. Okay. I would eat it. Some That's clarifi- what I was thinking. Some clarification. I made yeah. barbacoa. I have not made You birria. made barbacoa. Yes. You have not made bir- birria. Okay. Yeah, because birria is the one in the stew. And I've made I've made borrego barbacoa. So birria is is just generally just a stew, is that what it is? It's, and then like pizza. Pe- People have adapted it to like. No, oh, people no, serve it into talk. tacos, and yeah, you can eat it as like a menudo, like a stew, like. But, and then yeah. I, I know it's blown up. It's blown up very big, just because, yeah. I think it's like Instagram and the dipping of the mm. taco, you know, and yeah, which is great. Like it's ingenious. I love like, I I will dip anything into anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I am all for that, but yeah. So yeah, I yeah, like I've never made it. I've um, usually when I move to a place, it's always like um, that's something that you'd like search and find someone who makes really good birria, really good barbacoa. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. I, I grew up eating that like on, on Sundays and stuff. But yeah, I don't I think my my dad has made it. I just something yeah. I need to learn. OK, so, yeah, like so I, I think this is something I'm going to try and probably explore a little bit more because it, it just looks super tasty. I've had a couple of birria tacos. Um, here and there, I, I can't, I haven't had enough to like judge whether they were any good or not. I mean, <laughs> look, 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 you take a taco and you dip it in a, a very like greasy, flavorful broth stew thing. I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure there are like 
levels and I don't even know how amazing they can get yet. So I think the biggest uh, thing is to, to find a place that makes really good and try it. And like that way you have like a, cause I think like personally, when you look at recipes, right, especially like other cultures, right. And it's your first time Mm. making it. It's really hard to get like a point of like, is this this how it's supposed to taste? Right. Yeah. Because if you're like, you messed up, I'm like, oh, does it taste this way? Did I do it right? Did I miss something? Do I need to add something to to bring those flavors out? So I don't know. I I think we should we should explore it. Let's try it. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I look a I think my gameplay here because it sounds delicious to me. I will. And maybe this is a Midwestern thing because like I grew up taking pizza and then like having a little ranch cup to dip it in. (laughs) (laughs) But like the idea of dipping pizza into something somehow feels very natural to me. Mm -hmm. So like, but like, I think my game blend here is a, I need to learn more about birria. B, I need to make birria a couple times and like find some good recipes and like get my handle and C, then maybe I can attempt to make like a, a birria pizza where I can, take a foldable slice of pizza and dip that in the stew. And then hopefully I'll be like very, very happy and ecstatic at that point. But long-term project, uh, dream of mine. Um, but I, I have a lot of research, a lot of learning to do before I, I get anywhere near actually attempting that. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I look, I, you know, uh, I'm sure you'll be able to help me out with that as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. <laughs> Sounds like a fun project. A lot of we'll, we'll eat our mistakes. We'll have to definitely like probably do it as a barbecue because I think Megan really is like you know when you cook goat or like lamb has a very strong like odor oh, yeah. at times. Yeah, it's just like oh yeah. you don't want the house to smell like that. Yeah, and I have no idea where to find goat. I know you know where to find goat, so I'll, I'll we'll, we'll have to talk about that. Awesome. So as we continue in our 2021, Doug, we um, yeah. talk about researching food. You have a wedding coming out. Like, have you thought about like your dishes? Like what, what research have you done? Like, I know you have a venue set for you and Shelby. Yeah. Now I know, you know, you guys are pretty big foodies as well as you know, you are a co-host of this podcast. How, <laughs> like, have you guys talked about food or wedding food or what are your experiences with, with that? Beyond the initial planning that we've already done, no experience. Um, <laughs> but I, but I will say like, we have a, the food like 90% set right now. Okay. Like it was strange because when we were talking to the venue, they had not opened yet, which was like sort of risky that we booked them before they had officially opened because mm. there was, there's also another hotel that like was going to open and then they ended up not opening and oh. they're like very delayed and they had to cancel a bunch of people that booked with them, which is like, uh, that, that's, that it's, it's like horrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so, um, but like we talked to them, they seemed really above board. We really liked the hotel. And one of the first conversations that we had beyond like their, their events person was like, oh, let's get you to meet the chef. The chef wasn't even here in Des Moines yet. And so we <laughs> sat down with a zoom because of COVID and talked to him about food. And it, it was honestly like a really nice conversation. And we were trying to, I, I, I would say like part of it has to do with like, yes, we love food, but we want people to enjoy themselves and mm-hmm. we want them to, but we also like, I don't know, like wedding stuff is so, and, and you you can maybe shed some light on this and, and maybe, you know, maybe some wisdom for me as, as I go forward this process, David, but like there, there's this idea that like, oh, we want everyone to be happy, but this is our day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, and we want this to be a representation of us as a couple and like mm. all these things and like all these competing kind of like interests and like, how do you focus everything into something that's going to work? And what do you care about? What do you decide to like leave as like not being your business? And, and so it was, it's been difficult to kind of figure that out. And so like, because, you know, we're still the weddings in, in, in this coming fall, which I think, you know, fingers crossed, most people will be vaccinated. We're really trying to, I, th- I think our, our maximum is going to be like 120 people. Okay. Trying to shoot for a hundred. Um, and so it's like, it's going to be kind of smaller. We just, we want people to have a good time. We want people to be chill and just kind of relax and talk to each other and have a good time and not like stress. And so we mm-hmm. don't have any of the other, like, we're also not big into a lot of the traditional wedding things that that happen mm-hmm. both from Shelby's side and from my side like we don't have a lot of like oh we have to do this we have to do this we have to do this because right, right. my parents want this or you know uh, my grandmother did this so we have we always do this in our family but there's like almost none of that and, and like 
in, in fact, the, the challenge for this entire wedding and reception has been like, well, what do we put in it? <laughs> because like, we don't have a unity ceremony. We don't have, we're not like tossing the bouquet where we're all these like things that you typically mm-hmm. think of a wedding. We're just like, I have no emotional connection to that. So we're not going to do it. We, we're not going to have a bridal party or we're not doing groomsmen, bridesmaids, none of that. Um, because like we, we don't want to <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything to us to like have people obsess over this and give people status over other people like we just mm. want people to be chill we want them to hang out and so like a lot of the food has been kind of driven from that and that like the one thing they want to represent ourselves is like not necessarily exactly the foods that we like to eat and like force them on people but like it's more of an attitude thing. And so we want people to be able to explore some food. Like, look, if you're a person who like has a very defined comfort zone, you will find some stuff for you there. But we would like to encourage people because this is a special occasion mm-hmm. to like have the opportunity to try some things that are maybe outside of their comfort zone or some, just some things that they don't get to see normally at weddings. Because like, I think one of the first things we said to the chef and the wedding planner, like we don't want to do pick a meat, like chicken or beef. Mm-hmm. And then vegetarians get like marinara pasta. <laughs> We're just like, that seems really like lame. And as like people who love food, that seems like a disservice. Like that doesn't feel like us. Mm-hmm. And so we worked with the chef and um, we were still like very concerned about like COVID safety and like how to do that. So like um, we didn't want to do a like a, a sit down dinner you know, where they like give you the plate, you choose the chicken or fish or whatever like that ahead of time. Cause once again, that like goes against the idea of like being able to try new things and being right, able to discover right. things. We didn't want to do a buffet cause that just seems like a health safety nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I guess you'd like family style. So we're doing stations. Stations. Yeah. Oh. So we have, we have like four or five stations that all have different themes and you'll just be able to go up and be like, Oh, what's this? And they'll talk to you about it. And then you'll get to like pick some stuff out. So like, and that's where we got to like, Oh, like we'll have a seafood station. We'll have like kind of a raw bar thing, mm. which like, we're just going to spend a ton of money on food. Is what we decided. <laughs> food and, and drink. We're just gonna be like, we're going to blow most of the money on that. And there's like, we're going to have a raw bar. And so like, you'll be able to like, maybe there'll be some oysters. There'll be some shrimp or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they talked about, uh, um, oh, there's going to be a um, kind of a, kind of a ceviche ish. Uh, they're going to have like leche de, del tigre. Um, you know, they'll have like a raw seafood preparation mm-hmm. with that in there. Um, you know, is is one of the ideas. And then there'll there'll be like a steak and potatoes station for like people who really want that. Okay. Um, and, and like it's good. And also like maybe it'll be a little more like kid friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll have something there. But um, but then like. I, one of the things that we asked for, like, we don't want to, like, you know, feel like we're excluding the vegans and vegetarians here. We want to, like, make them food that's not more than just, like, pasta with red sauce. Right, right, That has right. some, like, vegetables thrown in. Like, here's a side of broccoli. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> that doesn't make anyone happy. And so we, we worked with them to make sure that they had, like, a vegetarian menu or a vegan venue that was, like, really satisfying and mm-hmm. really good. Um and so, like, that's that's kind of where we're at. And like, honestly, like, that was one of the first decisions that we made. It's a big decision. Like, it's a big decision. It was one of the early ones that we made. And then, you know, we we were kind of tossing around some ideas and talking to the chef. And he came up with a very good first draft of the menu. They're like, oh, my God, this is, like, 90% of what we want. This is amazing. Uh, which gave us a lot of confidence in, in choosing them. And they had someone who could kind of put together a menu of stations that mm-hmm. that would hit all those different areas and would encourage that kind of exploration. And, you know, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it, how it happens. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe everyone will rob the steak and maybe, maybe our friends aren't and family aren't as adventurous as we think. They were just like, do we need to see this station? Will people eat it? We're like, I'm not sure. And like, I was like, my parents will definitely shut down, the seafood station. I will shut it down with them. <laughs> there, there we go. Like I, <laughs> yeah. We're like, let's get some king I crab think, in there. I think let's the, get only, some- <laughs> the only thing with, with stations, as far as like the party yeah. I went to, that we had food stations was mm-hmm. there's some people like you know like you get too busy talking because it's not like you're not sitting yeah. down actively and you're not getting like yeah. like forced to eat essentially at right. an event, right? So the big thing is people got intoxicated a lot faster. Oh yeah. Than, than that, but that was, that was my own experience. But I personally like because I was like I was just hopping food stations, and I am totally into that. But yeah, I think yeah. that's the biggest deciding factor as far as we did. I think we chose our venue based on the food. Oh, nice. Serving, so <laughs> great minds think alike. Yeah, yeah. We ended up going <laughs> with uh, this place called Mesa Sabica, which is a Spanish 
um, restaurant and inside a mansion barn. They had like a venue outside and they did, we did tapas. Nice. Ah, oh, see, I, I wanted to do like we wanted to have like a grazing table like way, way long ago when we were. We were thinking about those very early stages mm-hmm. and we didn't know what COVID's going to be like. And and then very early on, we were just like, oh, we can't we can't have a grazing table. We can't do like charcuterie. That's like it's it's just not going to work because it's just too dangerous. We can't have just food sitting around for people like go up and grab it. But mm-hmm. They came up with the idea of stations, which I hadn't really I've like been to events with stations, but they've been like not weddings. Yeah, it was um, a wedding. The wedding, all the weddings I've been to have either been plated dinners or buffets. And so, um, but I have been to some like big events that did have stations and I was like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Of course. Um, we are worried about um, people getting too intoxicated, but more on the like the side of like, I, it's hard to tell like when our, because of like the date of our wedding on like whether that passes the threshold of people being like, is this going to be the first event that people get to like let loose at? And whether people are just going to like, they're not going to know their limits <laughs> because it's been so long. And like, this is the first, maybe for some people, like the first time they've traveled in a long time mm-hmm. or the first time they've been able to get together with other people in a long time. And like, whether that's going to like turn to this perfect storm of just like a super shit face wedding <laughs> with a lot of really good food and just a lot of like, people who have lost control <laughs> by accident like it's not their fault like it's it's been a while <laughs> but i don't know that's 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 maybe the fear no i think, <laughs> right I, think I think it'd be fine i think i mean you're going towards the end of summer like you know yeah. early fall yeah. and by that time like you know summer's gonna happen most people will be vaccinated yeah. we're gonna be outdoors people are gonna realize that their tolerance has gone down yeah so i think i think you guys have to worry about that i mean there's going to be so much going on and you guys are going to be focused on each other that yeah. the outside, you're not going to know what one person leaves early. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I want to hear more about your wedding. So you said you had tapas from a Spanish restaurant. Tell me what, what was that? I mean, you chose, you chose the venue based on the food. Mm-hmm. What about choosing the food? Was it just sort of like they gave you the options and you just picked out what you wanted or so what was that discussion? What like? they did is this, as soon as you, you know, you pay your like, booking fee or what to reserve the, the venue space you get essentially a very large gift certificate like to attend oh, okay. the restaurant uh, and to come with a group of people whether you be your bridesmaids groomsmen your family um so we had like a just like small small family and you just get to try everything so you have to try what you want to order. And then there was some debate because we, we, we brought some picky, picky eaters because we're like, we know <laughs> there's going to be some picky people. Um, mm-hmm. And we decided to like, do the same thing. Like we're going to choose some some slight, uh, no, some safe plates like paella, <clears throat> things that are very safe, that are OK with people. Uh-huh. And then we're going to go like very like, you know, like patatas bravas, which is like spicy potatoes. And then we're just going to go like a little more adventurous and like seafood, some cold, cold tapas, some things that people Ooh. are uncomfortable. So, yeah. So we nice. had a mixture of that. And that, I mean, I didn't like realize how much food makes a difference for being people talk about your wedding. You're like, oh, like that's the one thing they do remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like um, I'm a bit critical with like wedding food just because. I don't know, like it's because like food is very important to me, and so like, and I, I know that's not not everyone is that way, mm-hmm. but for like me, like food matters a lot, and so like I've been to some weddings, and the food's been okay. Yeah, um, but also like it's very been, expensive for it to just be okay. Yeah, and I and I've been to I've also been to weddings where like even like the perception of food is not that high, but like if it's the right kind of like I think it's like the food has to fit the wedding. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, I've been to some weddings where it's like it's been barbecue. Yeah. And like that's that's great. Like I if it's the right like kind the of wedding. Ones. And 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 like I think <laughs> I don't mind a barbecue. I love a barbecue wedding. Like there's there's like a nice casual feel mm-hmm. and like and it fits and it fits right. And so like I don't know, like I I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I've been to some weddings where like the food was like not bad, just kind of forgettable, and that's okay. Like, you know, it, it wasn't about that or or really the wedding was about like trying to get as many people. You know, if it has to be like a very big wedding, yeah, because because like you know the the family part of it becomes very important, and they want they have to include everyone, and That's there true. are all these obligations. Then like, yeah, you can't spend a 
you know, a ton of money on the food and make, you just need to feed people at that mm-hmm. point. And like, that makes sense. And so like, but for us, because we have a relatively small wedding, you know, we, because we haven't seen some of these people in a long time, <laughs> we just, you know, we kind of want to just like blow the food budget out of the water and, and feed everyone really well. Hopefully people remember that part. Hopefully people remember the drinks as well. If they drink too much, maybe they won't remember anything, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's also you want to enjoy food on your day, your guys' day yeah. too, and you guys enjoy it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we're doing, you know, you mentioned kind of like the, the issue with the food station. Sometimes like people talk too much and like don't eat. And we're doing kind of like a, we're going to have like some seated areas and tables. But once again, because there's no sit down, know, maybe, maybe ritual. Yeah. Like there are some sit down places, but then a lot of the, there's a lounge area. There are going to be some cocktail tables. And so we're like people who want to sit down and they want to eat and then like mm-hmm. they want to have dinner. That's one thing. And then for people who just want to like try things and just kind of like eat throughout the evening, which like, you know, there, there'll be, there'll be that opportunity to just like go grab a drink, talk to people, mingle a little bit. So we're, we're trying to do like hybridize things a little bit and create these like zones where people can do that. And then, well, you're going to have to introduce me to your parents so that I can just hang out with them at the raw, ta- raw station. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just be, you're just be, <laughs> just, just post up there. Just post up there. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just here. People are going to approach me and like, yeah, please don't mind me slurping on some oysters. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Look, and, 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 it, and if, if it turns out some, some other thing happens and like a bunch of people cancel, then like, you know, we have a contract with them. They're like, Look, we're not going to charge you any less, but we will just up like the <laughs> we'll, we'll just make the more expensive stuff then. And I was like, OK, that sounds fair. <laughs> I'm OK with that. Let's 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 do that. But I don't know. It, it's um, I'm trying to like. So what what is the best thing you ever had at a wedding food wise? OK, outside of my outside of my wedding. I do. No, well, okay. Let's, let's, what was the best thing at your wedding? Do you think? Oh my God. We had like, we had like some seafood paella. Mm -hmm. We had, um, queso de cabra. We had like a sea, like a cold, um, seafood salad type, like Mm. with like octopus and like some calamari and fish, kind of like a ceviche style. Man, there was, there was a lot of food. I, I ate a lot. Nice. So, I think it was like nine, nine different plates and it came in nice. like courses. So, Oh, nice. Um, yeah. If you would have met me any sooner, man, you would have been there. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, okay. And now outside of your wedding, what's the best thing you ever had the at a wedding? Best thing I've ever had at a wedding. It was one of my cousin's wedding. They had like good, like steak tips and had like, um, like mushroom, like sauteed mushrooms, kind of like a, kind of like a steakhouse in a way mm. as far as the way they served it. And they had like pasta with like mushroom, like a mushroom sauce. That's probably from what I remember. Oh, there's another wedding where I had like a steak and steak and salmon. Mm, Cause sometimes yeah. like I do like the chicken and I do like the little decorated mashed potatoes. I'm not gonna lie, but that's like usually the, the, <laughs> yeah. the normal, yeah. normal place. But yeah, I think that's, those are probably the ones that I could, I could remember, but usually it's always going to be like the stuffed chicken some green beans and decorated mashed potatoes. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't mind. It's just usually the chicken if it's, if it's like, it's a hit or miss. It's nothing that the fault with like the people planning is more yeah. of the venue either. You know, they're trying to yeah. put out 150 plates. It's crazy. So it's yeah. they can't have each thing perfect, right? Or everything timed. Yeah. So, but dessert, dessert tables, those were like, those were like the, the star. I feel like those are like the star of the show. Yeah. People love their desserts. You have your, like, they have a yeah. donut table, your mm-hmm. cupcake table, or like your dessert table. Megan's family loves dessert tables. We had a dessert table at ours. <laughs> and they've, I've seen them at like Sweet 15s and stuff. And dessert tables are super decorated, and people cannot wait until they, they open that up. What did you have at the dessert table? I'm trying. We had a lot of Filipino desserts. Mm-hmm. And then we had some like. Turon? I think we had Turon. I'm trying to see which. Let me look this up. She's probably be like, "You don't remember?" I. It went by so fast. Like as soon as they opened up, it was gone <laughs> in five minutes. Oh no! <laughs> uh, that I didn't even get to try mm-hmm. to try that. So we had buku salad, I believe, cassava cake, biko. I think we had turon. I don't know what any of those things are, man. <laughs> sapin sapin. <laughs> So sapin sapin, 
is like a glutinous rice and coconut dessert. It's really mm. good. Nice. It's very colorful too. Um, yeah, and mixed in with like creme brulee and some like little cupcakes and stuff. As soon as it opened up, it was gone. Like, I I should have warned my family and guests that like you have to like go and get it because people just grab it, grab it. And I think like we had a wedding cake. Honestly, I rather like if you were to, if you're gonna do like the first cut, like just get a mini cake. <laughs> And then just have a range of desserts, just like a mini cake, because then like the whole slicing and handing that out and right. I don't know. That's that's we've been thinking about that. We've been thinking like we we want to get a we, we've been lurking around trying to figure out if we can get a milk bar cake. Mm. Um, but because of COVID, they've shut a lot of that stuff down. Um, just you know because it's difficult, and so we don't know if that'll their kind of wedding side of things will open back up again uh-huh. in time. But that was like one of our first ideas, like let's get one of the, the milk bar wedding cakes and like, then we can, cause we both love milk bar a lot and um, you know, would love to share that with people. But we did find out that we can get like a bulk order of their cookies mm. uh, that are like pre wrapped, which I think for COVID makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And so people can just like take those. So um, yeah, I've definitely been thinking Thinking about that, um, the, yeah, the dessert. Honestly, like the the, the entree, food, dinner stuff uh, was was pretty easy, um, but it, like the dessert stuff has been stressing us out. We've been trying to figure out, like, yeah, can we do this? Can we do that? And I mean, if you guys are having station, if you had like a dessert station, yeah, just so, kinda, I don't know. Just, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, dessert table sounds nice. So yeah, there's I a think the, the, the the wedding industry is very fascinating it's definitely like a logistics thing <laughs> yeah yeah very very art of war kind of stuff <laughs> yes um i'm trying to think the the best um i don't know if it's the best but it's the one that i remember like and and honestly it's the last wedding i was at was my brother's wedding um hmm. in, in new york not last year the year before last um and that was interesting because it was also like it was a very very casual wedding and all they did was, <laughs> they, um, my my brother, uh, he found someone to make gimbap, which is like uh, Korean kind of like maki rolls, but they don't have raw fish in them. Mm. Um, they just have different things. Some of them have spam, some of them have, but they have like eggs or spinach, or mm-hmm. they just like you mm-hmm. can put lots of different things in them. He had he had someone, he had a friend who made those, like a bunch, just a bunch of those, and so people could just like pick them up. And then, because his husband is is, is Jewish, um, they had like a, a bagel and lox spread, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was just nice and casual. And it, it was um, their reception venue mm. um, was shut down by the landlord. The landlord repossessed it um, or, or whatever, like wow. a day before the wedding, and so they had to scramble to find a new location. But thankfully, like you know, the catering part of this, like that didn't affect any of that. All okay. this is pretty just like, you just bring it there and then people pick it up and they, they do whatever they want, you know, buffet style. And so it was, it was thankfully they, they'd planned everything out. They'd had a very casual, no stress sort of, you know, operation going anyway. And like, and I think that definitely influenced a lot of like what we we're looking for in terms of like, we just want people to be there, talk to people they haven't seen in a long time, meet new people, have fun, don't stress. I don't want anyone like worrying about what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I just want people to have fun. And so like just keeping it chill and relaxing and, and you know, that, that seemed nice. That was probably one of the most fun weddings I was ever at and most fun receptions I would say. Uh, and yeah, like, and I remembered it cause the food was unique and like, you know, yeah, that's awesome, man. I can't imagine the stress they were going through to find out like the whole venue thing. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I can't imagine the stress either, um, but they figured it out. They found a place very, very quickly. Um, they managed to, you know, get that worked out. And and they mentioned doing this all during Pride. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that worked out, but they, you know, um, you know, my brother's a lawyer. So, you know, maybe he can pull some strings or something like that sure. there. But it, it was it was a really nice it was a really nice wedding um, that was just relaxed and casual. And the worst thing about it was just it was just incredibly hot, uh, just because you know it was in the middle of summer. And so when you go to a, when you go to a wedding, do you like find your way like near the food, or like do you like go in there strategically? Because I honestly, you know, I usually go because you know getting ready that takes some time. Don't have time to go get like a snack or something. So like when I'm there and appetizers are going, 
I'm like the person who like will stand not by the door, but like place myself where the the waitresses and waiters are coming out with the new food. Be like, oh, okay. <laughs> be yeah. like, let me get some of those hors doors. I mean, I think. I guess it kind of depends on the wedding because, you know, if it's a plated dinner, then like, you know, there's you're just, you're just at your table and you're you're stuck with whatever table mates you're, you're at with, which like is fine. And then I don't know, I, I, I get I get bored at a lot of weddings. <laughs> I don't because usually a lot of the weddings that I've been to, I just don't know that many people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of like, you know, hang around, talk to some new people at the table, have a conversation, learn a couple things, um, you know, eat a decent meal. Have a couple drinks and you know that that that's that's about it. What's your wedding drink? I mean, uh I haven't been to that many weddings where they've had like a great selection. Like I, I definitely don't like if they have a signature cocktail, like you know, during the cocktail hour, I'll grab that. Definitely. Like I I, I have no problem with, with anyone who does that. But other than that, it's usually just the beer or wine that's being like, you know, that I can get that's either um served with it or mm-hmm. you know. I've been I've been trying to be pretty responsible at most of the weddings I've been to recently. So, um, I mean, once again, my brother's wedding, the last one that I was at was it was like one of those markets. So they have a bunch of like different food stalls mm-hmm. uh, and then they have like a beer, a place that serves a lot of beer that has mm. a ton of beer on top. And so like that was nice because like I had like a pretty infinite selection of like not infinite, but like I had a really good selection of beer to like draw from there. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> that was fantastic. I got to <laughs> try awesome. a lot of new things while I was there. Um, and it was funny because like I had actually been to that venue, that location a couple days before, because by coincidence, we just stopped there after we'd gotten off, uh, into the area from the airport and we just needed to, to drink. We just, we just needed to rest and have a drink before we could check into our Airbnb. And that ended up being the place where the, <laughs> the emergency had to switch the location. To. So <laughs> we were already familiar with the beer. List. That's like, awesome. I'd, I'd like that. I'd like that. I'd like that. And it, it was just, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, it, that was just a trip with a lot of coincidences, but it was, it was a lot of fun, but like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. What do you, what do you drink at weddings? Do you, do you have like a, and what's your logic behind it? My logic is, uh, obviously it all depends if it's like a cash bar, open bar, and mm-hmm. I just look at the selection. Usually it's going to be your, you know, your general bottles and just find like, I usually don't trust tequila at places. Mm. Um, actually, my cousin's wedding, they had uh, apparently their bottom shelf tequila was like Casa, Casa Amigos. And I just drank that all day. Um, yeah, <laughs> there, there we go. But usually I was, I was just strict like either straight whiskey or just like a mm-hmm. whiskey and Coke. Just. Yeah. Sip on that. Just keep it keep it simple. Just because I know like or like a beer. Just yeah. normal beer. But um but sometimes like it depends. Like I'll try to get creative. Like I especially if I don't know anyone, I would talk to the bartender and like if mm-hmm. there's like no line and stuff, just kick it with them for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. ask them like what their favorite drinks to make or if they want to experiment with something, I'll try it. Mm-hmm. Like like, hey. You know, I know you have to be here. Let's have some fun. Make, <laughs> <laughs> let's try something new. Like, what, what is yeah. there a recipe? You know, you're a bartender. Like, do you want something to, make, to get practice in? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll become really good friends with them. And essentially, that's just me bonding, finding someone to talk to. And be like, all right, I'll see you in a bit. And uh, yeah. I'll think of something new to try. And then they'll literally, like, sometimes even be like, hey, hey, like, let's try this. And they're like, okay, you know, that that, you know. And they'll become really nice and be like, hey, I'll, you know, we have this already opened. It's not in the menu. Just don't tell anybody. I'm going to kick this in there for you. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely I feel like, you know, there have been some when it like shows Shelby's brother got married a a little while ago and we were there. And that was that was just at like a kind of a outdoor cabin kind of like wedding. Mm -hmm. And so that was nice because, you know closer to the family so like and and it's not a venue so they could bring their own like liquor and so like that was nice because like there's stuff they want to show off there's stuff they want to share with people mm-hmm. and like i i love that because then it's just like oh there's new things for me to try it's just mm-hmm. not like pick between budweiser heineken and michelob ultra <laughs> <laughs> you know they've got some craft beer that they've been aging for a while or they have some like bottles of liquor that mm-hmm. they've been holding on to for a while to like 
do that. Like I have a bottle of like Dom Perignon that I, I got for from work that I you know I'd love to open at some point. Maybe I'll do that during the rehearsal dinner. I'm, I'm not sure. But like, you know, th- there's some stuff that we'd like to share or mm-hmm. like I think we'll get very opinion about the alcohol that's going to be at the wedding and like what we'd like to be there. Because um, like. I don't, I don't know. Like that's, that's, that's something that's important. It's something that we care about. Uh, and so we'd want the list to be something that's like, we'll keep some basic stuff, but we want there to be some stuff there for people to try. That's, you know, once again, same thing as the food. We want people to like give the, give them the opportunity to explore and try something that they maybe haven't tried before. And like, I think that's fun. I think that's memorable. I think that's, you know, you're always like, Hey, do you remember when we had that one, Mm -hmm. you know, drink at, at your wedding or, you know, and what was that? And, Instead of like, oh, we just had Budweiser. Like it's yeah. I think at, at my wedding, um, we ended up talking to the bartender because I wouldn't have like a nice tequila, but I couldn't really, you know, go all out for like the top shelf and stuff. But I think they're like, I think I ended up buying like one bottle of like Patron or like just a, mm-hmm. a good bottle, and then they're like, only you can order it. Like if someone wants to order it, they have to come. Like you have to come up and get it because uh, it's the only bottle. Oh. Like if you wanted to share and. You know, be like, hey, I have this really nice bottle. This person would appreciate it. So I'm going to go with them and order this drink mm-hmm. and have them like share it with me. Right. Yeah. I think they didn't realize how fast I was going to go through it. <laughs> I yeah. Like, like I, boom, you boom, know, boom. I mean, that's the thing. I like with weddings, like you, you want to be generous. And yeah. so like, you know, that stuff's going to go fast. So, but I'm excited yeah. for it. Uh, and yeah. I can't wait. And, I was just wanting to talk to you about it because I know like, hey, like, you know, it's wedding season, especially with everything opening up and people are like, you know, there's going to be, I think, double the weddings this year because people (laughs) postpone theirs and and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, like, I want to hear about your process and especially with with the season and the the thing that we're coming out of. So awesome, man. Well. I hope the rest of the planning goes well and that the <laughs> venue goes well and everything. There's, there's no headaches or, or none of that. So, yeah, no, thankfully we've got a, a wedding planner keeping us on track, uh, which is probably the best investment we've made. Um, we just, we had our choice between getting like between two venues, one where we would have to make a lot of decisions and one, the one that we chose the hotel where we don't have to make that many decisions. Mm. And we definitely made the right choice of, we just don't want to have to make 3000 decisions. We'd rather make like 12 big, like, <laughs> like high level ones than have to make 6,000 tiny little, you know, detailed ones. So, uh, we're, we're, we're pretty happy with the way things are going and we, we have some good professional support to kind of get us through it on schedule and, and make sure that we're not making any like dumb mistakes. So yeah, all in all, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, uh, for a lot of reasons, but yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty nice process so far. Awesome. It's great to hear. So um, for our listeners, if anyone would like to share any of their like, you know, best food experiences at any weddings they've attended or how are you planning your your food adventure at your wedding if you're a foodie? Oh, yeah. So uh, thank you to Bo Brenton for music. Uh, you can find him on social at uh, B-E-A-U-B-R-E-N-T-O-N. And you can find us at We Are Beyond Hungry on Instagram and Facebook where you can DM us any questions or comments. And again, share us your, your foodie wedding experience or events now that everything is opening up. And you can email us at wearebeyondhungry at gmail.com. about those? Yeah, and please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or however you rate podcasts. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.